Hello, and welcome to episode 11. I'm your host, Sarah Chappé. And I'm your other host, Jake Cooley. The Relatively Relatable Podcast is a weekly podcast about life, trends, FAQs, and advice from two people who have no business giving it. Relatively Relatable is brought to you by Blank Slate Link. And to find out more, head to our Facebook and Instagram page at Blank Slate LNK. So, Jake, I know that it is a little early for New Year's resolutions, but everyone's thinking of them. Everyone's. Okay. (laughs) We've all got them in the back of our head. I don't. The 2020 is coming up. It is. It's a big year. It is. Um, end of a decade. So that's a fact I keep seeing that kind of freaks me out. But, Why does uh, it freak you out? I don't know. Like, I don't like when I don't like change and like date changes already stress me out. And I'm not going to be writing a one anymore. I'm going to be writing a two. A lot of writing, twos. Be writing two twos. 2020, 2020 vision, 2020 hindsight. Hindsight's 2020. A lot of jokes. Yeah, it's all great. Yeah. All good things it come just, with 2020. It's change, and I don't like that. It's not really change. Okay, well. Just the date changes. Well, that's change. Change enough for you, I suppose. I guess. But anyways, mm-hmm. I figured to help us jumpstart some of the people's New Year's resolutions, if they have fitness goals, Yeah. we could talk about personal trainers. And the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah, we can. So I do know that you yourself have a lot of um, opinions, (laughs) maybe some hot takes on personal trainers. And I know this because I get your text messages. (laughs) Every day when I'm in the gym, I text Sarah of some garbage that I see personal trainers doing. Yes. It's a mess. So I thought maybe you could kick us off with your yeah, your knowledge. Yeah. Well, I'm not basically just things that I've observed. I do yeah. want to um, preface this by saying I've never actually had a personal trainer. Perfect. Um, but I've had a lot of teachers and coaches yeah. and mentors for different areas of my life. And I feel like a lot of those... Um, traits that make them successful carries over to a personal trainer as well. Um, So yeah, like we said, you know, with New Year's resolutions and a lot of people use that as a kind of a jumping off point for kicking off some fitness goals. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, some people you might want to get a personal trainer to help you achieve your goals. So I kind of wanted to give my opinions on um, some things to look for when you're evaluating and kind of, you know, shopping around for personal trainers, which I think you should do. Um, I don't think you should just like roll in and take a training session with whatever personal trainer is available at your gym. You should uh, try a few. Um, And also some things to look out for, some red flags, um, so you can identify them early and, um, you know, move on in in your search Um, I would also suggest that if you want to be, you have some time-bound goals that you want to start, you know, January 1st, um, spend the month of December shopping around for trainers so that once uh, your starting day starts, you have that all figured out. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not spending the first three months of the year. um, Bouncing around. Yeah, being frustrated and feeling like, like the learning curve 
the learning curve is pretty high or pretty steep. So you don't want that to be the jumping off point of your goals. I feel like if you can kind of yeah. get a running start, that helps. And I'm just here to salt and pepper the conversation with some sass. Great. Sarah's the salt of the earth. So, oh, what a guy. I don't actually know what that means. It means you're like flavorful. Isn't that right? I mean, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Like when you're like, oh, they're a salt of the earth type of person. Isn't it a biblical term? Shouldn't you know? Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like when it's like you're the, I mean, the verse is literally to like, not like to like season, you know, salt is mm. to bring flavor. So if you're a salt right. of the earth type of person, I think it usually means you're like hardworking. Okay. Um, let me just because, like check because, because sweat is salty. So the harder ooh, you work, maybe, the saltier yeah. you are. Mm. Okay. Well, what, what, while you're doing that, I'm going to get started here. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. I got it. Google's fast today. Okay. Basic fundamental goodness. The phrase can be used to describe any simple good person. I like Mary. She's reliable, trustworthy, and straightforward. She's the salt of the earth. All right. So there good you thing. go. Good things. Good things. Okay. All right. So the first thing to look out for, and I probably sound like a broken record when I'm talking about things like this, but it all comes back to what your goals are. Mm -hmm. And I think um, the most important thing that a personal trainer will have is um, an expertise or at least a thorough understanding of programming for your specific goals. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, whatever your goal is, like, um, do you want to lose body fat? Do you want to build muscle? Do you want to improve your 5K? Um, you know, fill in the blank. Most of these things all take a different specific style of training. And in order to really do it right, you'll probably need a more specialized coach mm-hmm. um, or, you know, someone who understands that specific goal and that's kind of their bread and butter. Yeah. Um, a good coach should understand the law of specificity, which is just a fancy way of saying that, um, you know, if you want to focus on, say you want to focus on building muscle, there's probably a good chance you're going to gain some fat and you kind of have to understand that trade-off. Um, to get really strong, you're probably going to do less cardio. You can't like do all things at once. So if a trainer understands that, they're not going to be you know, trying to give you like a, a Swiss army knife kind of approach. It's going to be very um, specialized depending on what your goal is. Mm-hmm. Um, and a really good sign that someone is a quality coach is if they're willing to admit that they're not the right fit for you. Um, and if they can refer you to someone else who might better suit your needs. Um, I think a lot of people make the mistake of assuming that just because someone is certified as a personal trainer, that makes them an expert on all things fitness. Um, I see a lot of people at my gym, you know, I don't know what their goals are. I've never really talked to anyone at my gym, but (laughs) just doing ridiculous things, um, that the trainer is telling them to do. And, you know, it doesn't seem like they really understand why. Um, so just making sure that the trainer understands what they're doing. Um, they have, you know, experience in the goals and making those things happen. Yes. Broken record. I feel like I've heard from multiple sources and people that I know that like sometimes taking your ACE, is that what it is? Your certification is like your ACE thing. There's a bunch of different ones, but yeah. Sometimes a joke. And that doesn't mean the person necessarily who's getting it is a joke or like not knowledgeable 
sometimes that person is super knowledgeable and what they really just need is like the formality that like, hey, I have this certificate like to get hired. Right. And then sometimes people take it and it's like they like I've heard like stories that it's like that. I don't know if this is like dated information. It might be updated. I have not taken mine, but that like it's pushing like Coca-Cola products or that like pop isn't bad for you and things like that. Right. And kind of like things that it's like, yeah, you're not wrong. Like if I have one soda, it's not going to kill me, but also like don't recommend soda. Right. So there's like gray areas that if like the trainer isn't also getting information from other places and like constantly like learning, they can kind of just be like, I don't right. know. They're just not good because they're not always learning. They're not always wanting to learn. Right. Yeah. Like I that. think um, like the personal trainer certifications. So for one thing, there are multiple different certifications that you can mm -hmm. get. And I think some of them are more reputable than others. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of just like anything, like you can go to college for just about anything under the sun and graduate and get a degree and not know anything about it. You know? Yeah. It's kind of like, um, from what I understand, a lot of those programs to get certified are like an online classes mm -hmm. for, you know, a certain amount of time. You spend a certain amount of money and you take a test at the end and, you know, it's kind of book learning. Mm -hmm. um, but... There's like training in itself is is still like a very evolving yeah. um, like science. And if you're not really like, I'm not saying that person, I don't think personal trainers need to be like an, like a, an expert in exercise physiology or biology or like, yeah. you know, any of the, the major human sciences, but I think they at least need to have some sort of scientific approach of understanding yeah. that it's evolving and it's not super static. I just want to like let people know that I can see the look on your face and, and like the restraint <laughs> like you're holding right now. And I can't uh, wait till yeah. we get to the like to the dark the place. The, yeah. yeah, the nose. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did want to ask you because you said that you don't think if you're getting strong, you do a lot of cardio or typically, you know, if you're in like a lifting cycle, you're not doing a mm. lot of cardio. So mm -hmm. what would you say to the CrossFitters out there? Well, I think there's a difference between getting stronger and um, building muscle volume. Yeah. Um, so typically, the 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 overarching principle of gaining weight, i.e., building muscle volume, um, would be being in a calorie surplus. You want to be eating more calories than you're burning off. So typically, you're talking about building muscle, though. Like, I'm not trying to just like yeah. eat a lot of no, yeah, surplus. yeah, yeah. I'm yes. talking about building muscle, but yes. no matter what. Um, so usually it's like called bulking, mm -hmm. but usually the the uh, the marker for gaining muscle is um, gaining weight, and to mm -hmm. do that, you have to be taking in more calories than you're um, burning off. Mm -hmm. So the idea is that you know if you're doing a bunch of cardio, um, you're probably if you're doing a bunch of cardio and also lifting, you're burning a lot of calories. Like mm -hmm. your calorie expenditure is super high. Um, in order to maintain, um, even maintain, but also be in a surplus, you're going to have to be eating a ton, yeah. which is usually not sustainable. Yeah. And the other thing is um, when you're trying to build muscle for the sake of muscular size, not just strength, mm -hmm. um, I think there's a, there's a bit of a disconnect there. But for the sake of muscular size, volume, hypertrophy, um, the idea of like being adequately recovered, like mm -hmm. recovery time is, is super, super important no matter what in fitness, but yeah. especially when you're trying to build muscle. 
Um, if you're doing a lot of cardio, your central nervous system's not going to have as much time to recover. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like I think, um, I think doing cardio is very, is really important. I don't think if you're trying to get big, you shouldn't stop doing cardio. Right. Yeah. But I think you should limit it, to, limit it to, you know, maybe two to three sessions a week is instead yeah. of, you know, being on the, like doing hit cardio or doing like steady state cardio every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're going to burn up pretty quick and yeah. probably you might still make um, progress in the right direction. Um, but I think it would, you know, it might be at the expense of quality gains, mm-hmm. you know, gains, hashtag gains. Yeah. Good point. I mean, that is something like <laughs> with switching into endurance training that I'm doing. I did a lot of research into, you know, what kind of weightlifting do you do to like keep your body healthy? And so much of it was like, if you're going to lift, do it in the winter time when you can't like be outside and you don't want to do, mm-hmm. you know, 13 mile run on the treadmill. But like your main focus isn't like building muscle and you're literally just going to fry like out. Like you're not going to be able to sustain it. You're not going to be able to, you're going to be one, so sore, so tired. Yeah. You're not going to be able to keep up your energy intake. I'm already struggling to eat enough. I could not imagine adding another like hour lifting session into it. Right. Not being a person or a professional athlete or like someone who's like getting meals nutrition done for me or right yeah that's a trainer the, that's and a the coach thing. If, if you're gonna double up on things you have to basically have everything dialed and yeah if you don't have like it's so hard to do that yourself I feel yeah. like because you let your emotions kind of get in the way oh for sure um, that's why having a personal trainer can be helpful but um you know they have to be very very specialized in order to yes. do something like that yes and um like I like no matter what cardio is important because it you know, it raises your ceiling of your work capacity. Um, if you're just lifting and you're not doing any cardio, like your endurance-based um, lifting progressions will suffer because just because your body's not getting blood, you know, mm-hmm. as efficiently. But um, yeah, I'm just just saying don't go overboard. Um, yeah. But specifically, as you, you asked about CrossFit, I think that's kind of a different goal. Um, I don't think anyone does CrossFit with the, the mentality of like getting big you know, get yeah. jacked. I think you, so like, let's specify because I think people who think CrossFit, they think of CrossFit games or like high level CrossFit yeah. athletes right? or people who have, you know, maybe not gone to the games, but maybe went to like a regionals level. Sure. Competitive so like, at least. Yeah. Competitive yeah. athlete compared to maybe just the like person who's going for an hour, hitting the workout and going home. Yeah. I mean, I, I still think they're, they're too, com- I still, I think those are two different things from each other. Yeah. But I still don't think that anyone in either camp is trying to get yoked. Like I think um, the like the competitive CrossFit physique is really a byproduct of um, a very spe- specialized style of training mm-hmm. with a very specialized and dialed in diet, and they mm-hmm. also take their recovery like like there is no margin for error. Yeah. Um, to, and to just that. to just perform at that level. And then the physique kind of comes after that. And yeah. I think a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that competitive games athletes, um, they're just doing the one hour wads. Oh, for sure. Like they're actually they're like they're doing a lot of other like they are actually doing specified strength work. Yep. You know, in the morning. They're they're also doing cardio and then they're doing um 
I don't even know that they do wads necessarily as much as like work on skills. Yeah. Um, kind of in a vacuum that they know will be in the game's workouts yeah. and kind of yeah. string things together like that. Yeah. So I think the consumer version of CrossFit, which is, you know, the, the normal people going to a box and getting their hour, you know, Metcon mm-hmm. in and calling it good. Um, I still don't think, you know, many of those people are kind of after the same physique that like a bodybuilder would be. Yeah. I think they're really after that really lean, you know, athletic look. Yeah. Um, and CrossFit's great for that because there's just such a high, high caloric demand. Um, you have, you use up so much oxygen and then your, your energy is burning at a higher rate throughout the day after that. Yeah. So I think in terms of, um, just being generally healthy, getting lean, um, and people who have athletic specific goals, CrossFit mm-hmm. would be a great mm-hmm. option for that. Back to like our personal training topic, even doing CrossFit or like group workout style classes, you have to be super careful. I think about your coach or like, oh yeah, who is there? Like it kind of sucks because if you're doing a group style class, I remember when I was doing the Y, they had like this great uh, boot camp class that me and my friends went to. It was like 5.30 in the morning. And you're kind of at the mercy of who was going to be there because we needed that specific time. And there was this one guy who was a great coach. He did the workout with us. He knew what he was talking about. It was different every time. And then I think, you know, if he needed a sub, it was like the sucky guy Mm. and you never Mm -hmm. knew going in. It wasn't like they had a schedule and he would just stand there and we would run stairs for an hour. And it's like, okay, I don't need to like come at 530 to do that. And so right. that kind of sucks, you know, if you're jumping in and you're trying to get a coach or a personal trainer, like there's a lot of good ones out there, but I do know that there's a lot of bad ones out there too. Right. Um, and that kind of sucks if you need a specific time, but if you don't like make that a priority and try and make a different class time work that, you know, the good coach maybe is going to be. at. Right. Yeah. I do think, um, if you're taking, if you're trying to take the approach of like a super personal like catered to you thing Mm -hmm. um group classes are probably the last place you should be yeah Um, unless you have an understanding of like accomplishing your goals yourself and just knowing that that's kind of a vehicle for you know whatever you're doing um i think it's easy to kind of get lost in the group class thing and yeah like you said you always kind of run into the issue of like who's leading this class today yeah. Um, is it an actual good coach or is it just someone who has a key to the gym? Yep. Um, who's like filling in. So, um, yep. yeah. Yep. Um, so my next tip for personal trainers and coaches or whatever is this one is, you know, kind of self-explanatory, but I think people mess it up sometimes is um, find someone with a good attitude and someone that you can get along with. And mm-hmm. I think that looks different for everyone. Mm-hmm. So I think you need to understand how you best learn and find yeah. someone that fits that mold. Um, you know, some people respond to like being barked at all the time. And, you know, I they, would cry. They like the drill sergeant kind of thing um, oh to keep gosh. them motivated. And some people, um, you know, need a lot of positive reinforce- reinforcement and encouragement. Um, <laughs> some people need somewhere in between. So yeah. I think this, this is, again, you need to do some introspection and find okay, what works best for me? And then does this trainer cater to that? Yeah. Um, I think some trainers can wear multiple hats. So um, I think a really good personal trainer is someone who's really dynamic and someone who can say, this person responds this way. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put on this face for them. Mm-hmm. But my other client in two hours needs a kick in the butt. So I'm mm-hmm. going to put on this face and, you mm-hmm. know, can kind of navigate in between those things. Um, some people might think that's ingenuine, but I think it's just like it's a like good a skill teacher. to have. Right. Yeah. Like, I think if you can adjust your teaching style to the student, um, I think that that means that you have an understanding of the material to the point where yeah. like you can work around it. Yeah. Some people are so stuck in the material because they don't actually understand that well. Yeah. Um, that they put, put the, the interpersonal stuff on the back burner. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I um, think a good thing to point out too, is that someone who like, if you need a, a stronger voice, I guess, or someone that's going to bark orders at you, that also doesn't give them our right to be like abusive or like saying oh, no. things that are like borderline like sketchy. Like I I don't want people to think like, ooh, I need like a good kick in the face <laughs> and then like put up with some like douche yeah. at the gym who's gonna like berate them. Cause I do know right. that goes on. And I do know I don't I haven't experienced it personally, but I've heard stories about people where they're like, Oh, well, do you need to lose more weight? And it's like, yikes. <laughs> like just, you know, yeah. Not not that that's like abusive, but it's like if you feel uncomfortable with how they're talking to you too, like don't kind of let it slide just because they're right. Like and don't feel them. like that's just how it has to be. Yeah, you know, like if you if you feel like you're in an uncomfortable position and you know you feel like this guy is just being a guy or girl. Yeah, because um, I I've seen women trainers do the same thing. Um, just being a jerk for no reason, like that's not how all trainers are, and that's not right. how they should be. So, right. um, you know, fire them. Like yeah. they're they're You're working for you. They are exactly. your employee. So, you know, if they're not getting the job done in a way that you appreciate, just fire them and move on because yeah. there's plenty of options. Yeah, I remember when I was working in or not working, <laughs> working out at like the CrossFit gym, and um, one of the girl coaches. She was actually like my friend at the time, but when she was coaching me, she knew that I needed kind of like a push and we were rowing and she like got in my face and was like yelling at me thinking that that was going to get me Mm -hmm. to go. And I like stopped. I was like, what? Did I I like do something wrong? And she's like, oh, no, no, no. I just like thought that was going to help you. I'm like, no. (laughs) Like I was like, I needed like affirmation so bad. And like, I needed people to be like, you're doing good. So then I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, she was a good coach because she picked up on it very quickly, but it was just like kind of funny to see how quickly I shut down. Yeah. (laughs) Like, nope, that's not, that's not what's going to help me. I'm going to leave right now if you keep doing that. that, That's another point too, though, is like, they are still like, a lot of times you'll have like a sit down with the trainer at the beginning mm-hmm. and kind of go through what you need, blah, blah, blah. But they are also still getting to know you. Yeah. So give it a couple sessions and like have an open dialogue. And even if after you say, hey, this, the way that you're talking to me is not really getting me going. Yeah. And they, uh, they still keep doing it, then it's time to move on. But, you yeah. know, if, if it's like one, the first session, they're like in your face. Um, that's a very common way that people are motivated. So mm-hmm. give them, maybe give them the benefit of the doubt. But if after the second or third session and you've said something to them, they're still being, you know, a drill mm-hmm. sergeant, maybe it's not a good fit unless you yeah. want that kind of thing. But, you know, just, just understand what you want, understand it's okay. And you can find someone who will be a good fit. Yeah. Um, the next tip, and this is probably one of the most important ones is, um, 
a trainer, a good personal trainer, in my opinion, should be someone who tracks your metrics in detail um, and teaches you how to measure your progress in a tangible way. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether that be through, you know, body composition or regular weigh-ins, doing standard testing workouts, um, tracking the weight that you've moved um, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of people make the mistake of saying like, here's my goal. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't want to get on the scale or I, uh, blah, blah, blah. Like a lot of, a lot of trainers also will not keep track of those things for you. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in every, every workout, a trainer should, um, be keeping track of, you know, this is the weight you did this day. Um, this is how much you weighed today. You know, if you're working out with them every day, you should have a pretty detailed catalog of every workout and be able Mm -hmm. to track your trends and your progress over time. Um, if you only meet with them once a week or whatever, um, they should be teaching you how to keep track of progress metrics on your own. Mm -hmm. And then when you see them every week, they should be checking in with you on those things. Um, Mm -hmm. if a trainer is putting you through workouts, um, and they have no way of gauging improvement, Mm -hmm. um, that's a major red flag. And one of the examples (laughs) I I will give later on, but I want to give it now is like, if in every workout you're doing things while standing on a BOSU ball. (laughs) because they tell you that it's to improve your balance. Um, Improved balance is a really hard thing to measure. And so it's one of those things that trainers will say, like, we're doing this to improve your balance. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's because there's no actual way to measure that. And they can just kind of lie that you're getting better. (laughs) Um, I think there are very obvious ways to track progress. And those are the kind of things you want to be chasing. Like, did I move more weight? three months or today than I did three months ago, you know, is my body composition better? Am I lighter? You know, whatever, or am I heavier? You know, whatever your goal is, whatever your goals um, are. Yeah. It should be, um, trackable and tangible. Yeah. Um, So like, for example, somebody like me working with a trainer, I'm not working with a trainer right now, but if I did something that I would tell them, I'd be like, you can weigh me, you can track all these numbers, but at this time I don't really want to know them. Right. But that could be something they are tracking for themselves and something I would want to know would be like, are my times getting faster? Are my weights, you know, moving better? Things like that. And they would be able to reciprocate that information to me. But if I just said, hey, I don't want to know this information and then they just didn't take it, like, would you say that that's a trainer who's just like a bad trainer or would that be something that they still should take? I think, um, and this kind of goes into my last point, but... We can hit it now. Um, I think a, depending on your goal. So if your goal is to lose weight, um, you're going to need to you know, be tracking your macros, be tracking your food and all of that. And that mm-hmm. all, the, like the formula for figuring out what your daily macros and calories should be is directly derived from your body weight and mm-hmm. your height and your body composition. Um, so for a trainer to say like, I mean, in some cases, you wouldn't have to get on the scale and a trainer could say, hey, eat this cookie cutter diet and you'll lose weight and it'll probably mm-hmm. work. But um, if you don't want to be eating chicken and broccoli every day for every mm-hmm. meal in like super small portions and you want to feel like you're living your life still, <laughs> yeah. um, you're going to have to be a little bit more specific and granular about it. Mm-hmm. And in that case, you know, those are things that you need to be keeping track of. Um, I think in the case of like lose 20 pounds in eight weeks, you probably don't ever have to get on the scale between then and between, you know, the starting yeah. and the end because you will be eating such a small amount of food 
and yeah. you will just be focusing on cardio. But if you have a year's worth goal and you understand that you should probably only be losing one to two pounds a week, then yeah. you really should be on the scale every day. Um, especially if you're not super obese. Like if you're super obese, it's it's a lot easier to lose like that first I, I don't yeah. want to say easy, but in it a sense in a sense it is, yeah, it comes off quicker just by, you know, portion control. Yeah. Um, but when you actually start counting calories, you need to know your weight um, because, you know, every two weeks your body could you could plateau and then stop yeah. losing weight because you'll go you'll hit a new maintenance set point, right? Yeah. So um, you need to be having weight check-ins. Um, if knowing your weight is a trigger for you, um, do it blindfolded or whatever. And mm -hmm. But your trainer should still be keeping track of that and then giving you your new um, nutritional goals for that day. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think you could make the argument that that would still be detrimental because um, you, you could back calculate to what yeah. your weight is. Um, but I don't think most people are going to do that. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. like when I go to the doctor, that's what I have them do. I I just tell them when they're taking my weight, I say like, hey, I don't want to know it. They don't really ask questions either. Like a trainer might prod, what's the word? Pry. Pry. Pry yeah. a little bit more because they're there to like, you know, help you with these goals. And they, like Jake said, they'll understand that you need to know these numbers for a specific reason. And that's something they can help you work on. But when I go, I just close my eyes. They write the number down. And then when the doctor comes in, she just says, oh, like you, you've lost weight since then. And I don't know how much it could, it could literally be a half a pound. Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Or it could just, she won't say anything. And that might mean I stayed the same or I gained a little weight, but I don't know. It could be a half pound. Like, I like that it's ambiguous a little bit because mm -hmm. then it's not what the whole thing, the whole, I'm not thinking about it the entire time. Right. And yeah, I mean, my doctor is obviously not there to help me do that, but like a trainer could slowly ease you in to that with things like that. Right. With yeah. starting you blindfolded or then maybe just like starting you blindfolded and then they tell you the number. So maybe seeing it's not the same. I don't know. I'm not a trainer. I'm also not a therapist, but <laughs> yeah, like if you're, neither of if us you are start, experts in any of these, yeah, any of no. the things that we talk about. <laughs> but like um, maybe if you start that dialogue with them and they are good and they listen to you and work with you, that could be something they help you like overcome. Yeah. Yeah. And I do like it. If your goal is to lose weight, you know, in the year 2020, you want to lose 20 pounds or whatever. Um, at some point you're going to have to be on the scale and I think your trainer is going to have to check in with you, um, pretty regularly to make sure that you're on track. And, um, yeah. I think if, you know, I'll just roll into my last point since we already touched it, touched on it, but <laughs> a good trainer is someone who will listen to you and will work with you. Um, I, I put this point down specifically in the way of like injuries, like, Mm -hmm. Um, they'll, a good personal trainer will know how to train around injuries and yeah. like, they won't just say, oh, you have a back injury, never going to squat or deadlift ever again. Right. Like there are a lot of alternatives you can do to rebuild up those muscles and kind of rehab. Mm -hmm. Um, but also in the way of like, Hey, I'm, I have a, I, I hate using the word trigger because of how, um, like stigmatized it's been in yeah. memes, but like, Hey, I have an emotional trigger of. You know, I don't want to know what my weight is right now. Right. I don't want to be on the scale. Like I want to, I know I want to lose weight, but I don't even want to know where I'm starting. Yeah. Um, they shouldn't look at you like, <clears throat> they shouldn't look at you like that's an unreasonable request. Right. Um, they should, you know, 
maybe give them the benefit of the doubt if they do a little bit, um, if they go back and forth with you a little bit. Um, but at the end of the day, like, like I said before, they're working for you, mm-hmm. you know, and they should be able to cater what they're doing to you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if, if you don't want to weigh in every day, you don't want to see what the number is, they should be flexible enough to put a blindfold on you and then take those metrics themselves and do their job with yeah. those numbers. Like, yeah, f- for all intents and purposes, like seeing what your weight is every day is useless to most people unless you know what yeah. to do with it. Yeah. And the trainer is the person who should know what to do with it. So, um, yeah. And just like if uh, if you hate being on the treadmill, you know, <laughs> they should yeah. be able to listen with you and work around that. You know, they should be able to come up with other forms of cardio for you to do if you're just trying to lose weight. Um, there's a million ways under the sun mm-hmm. to increase your calorie expenditure. So they should be able to find some something that you enjoy mm-hmm. doing to accomplish that goal. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, with injuries and um, if you say, hey, I'm just not comfortable with doing this, they should understand and, and find a way around it. So, yeah, definitely. And I think sometimes the trickiest part about training around an injury could be just that someone's timid and they don't trust themselves and that could alone hurt them even more. So, right. Like just knowing that, like knowing if someone's like, oh, I, you know, blew out my knee in high school. Like I haven't squatted in 15 years. It's like, I'm not going to load up a barbell right away. Like Like we're going to be, yeah, you're going to be working on like movement patterns and things like that. Yeah. And that's a good sign of a good trainer because they understand like the mental aspect that goes into it. They understand the movement patterns and all of that. And that comes with continuing to learn too and not just stopping after your six week ace. Yep. Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> so now that we now that we got through uh, I think those are those are all kind of high level blanket statements, but all commonly overlooked because most personal trainers are terrible for the reasons that I'm about to get into. Jake is smiling so big <laughs> right now. He's like, mm, I laid the groundwork so people could think I'm nice, but I'm about ready to tear these personal trainers no. apart. Yeah. So um <laughs> background on this, like we said before, is basically me just like having been to a lot of gyms in the last few years and Mm -hmm. observing the people that claim to be personal trainers. And I just want to say up front that it's disgusting to me that people can be so um, incompetent and unqualified and still get paid for a, for a job. Um, You know, I don't know who their parents were, but they didn't raise them (laughs) right. Uh, If you're going to do it, do it right. Well, it's Um, kind of crazy because if you think like if I, if you guys have been listeners for the last 11 episodes, you realize that I probably cannot do Jake's job because Jake's job probably requires reading and math. And I can't do either of those things. I can't do my job most days, but (laughs) like I would never be able to walk into Jake's or my husband's office and say that I could do the job, do it below the bar, like so bad and not even like, not even like at an average level, like yeah, not even like a slightly below average level. Just yeah. like not doing it properly. It's like literally saying like, yes, I could be an engineer for the state, which is where my husband works. So if anybody is listening, <laughs> <laughs> um, walk in and say, what's an engineer? Or like, right. how do I turn this computer on? Or tell me how to do this equation. They would never be like, yeah, come back tomorrow. Yeah, like That would never happen. The, th- the difference here is they're not walking in the gym being like, hey, what is this? They're walking in the gym pretending like they know absolutely everything. Like it's oh, all okay. it's all yeah. an act. So anyway. if I walked in and I said, yeah, guys, 
I, I can got run this, this department. Yep. Let me do it. I got yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Give me the wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'll get in. Let's let's get in this. You, you'll have to rein me in if I start to rant too much because I don't, you know, I, I want the the first half of this episode to be what uh sticks with people but uh, here <laughs> I think s- people like what one word like this though <laughs> yeah. like this is real sure um <laughs> so here are some things to look out for <laughs> some red flags number one if someone cannot explain to you why are they why they are giving you a certain protocol in terms that you can understand um like we said before i think you know the number one thing a trainer should have is an understanding of you know how to help you accomplish your goals Mm-hmm. Um, if they can only give you information and it sounds like it's just coming right out of a textbook, it's because mm-hmm. it is. If they mm-hmm. can't re re-ex- like re-explain it to you in terms that you can grasp and understand, like they can't explain it another way, um, they don't actually understand the material. They mm-hmm. just read it, you know, and they are repeating it verbatim. Mm-hmm. Also, if a trainer says the phrase, you just need to trust me, it's a major red flag that all they're doing is reading things off the internet and <laughs> vomiting them right back into your face. Yes. Oh, I needed to get that one out. I feel like before, because I see it happening, the glaze is coming into your eyes. I just want to say this. Also, don't let them talk, make you feel stupid for asking right. a second thing. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to be honest. I'm not great at that. Like, I'm not great at explaining something six or seven times. And someone's still not understanding it because I'm just like, why don't I like I don't get why you don't understand it. And that's something I recognized about myself when I was coaching. And that was something I really tried hard to do, because the last thing you want is someone to be there because working out is a pretty personal thing. Like people think it's not, but it is Mm -hmm. having someone talk to you and then also make you feel inferior because you don't understand like the high technical terms Mm -hmm. like is just awful. And I hate when people talk to me like that, especially if I'm like, okay, talk to me like I'm five. Yeah. Explain it to me like I'm five. Right. And it's because I don't understand. It's not because I'm stupid. It's because I don't. Right. I'm new. So d- also don't let them be like, seriously, you don't get it yet. Or seriously, I have to explain it again. It's yeah. like, yes, Chad, I don't get it. Please <laughs> tell me again. I didn't get it Otherwise, when Brad I'll- told me. I don't get it when you tell me. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, uh, there, there are a lot of reasons why I'm not a personal trainer. And one of them is this, because I, it's not that, like, I never get mad at people for not understanding. What I get mad and frustrated at is I really get frustrated at myself for not being able to know a better way to mm-hmm. explain it. But that always comes off as if I'm mad mm-hmm. at the person. That's so how I am too. That's why I just, I'm not a teacher. You know, I don't teach lessons of any kind. Um, <laughs> Jake you know. tried to teach me a guitar once. It is not pretty. <laughs> Moving on to the next one. Okay. Oh, um, another thing to keep in mind and to keep an eye out for is um, inexperienced trainers, they tend to j- just chase trends um, rather than tried and true methods. Um, the, the reason for this is because, you know, a lot of people will come into the gym, see a trainer running a program that's like looks completely unique mm-hmm. um, and that's like kind of a marketing tool. They think, you know, oh, this is super unique. I've never seen that before. Maybe that's the thing that'll finally work for me. Yeah. Um, don't fall for that because that's not how that works. Like, yeah. Um, we said before that personal training and like, um, you know, exercise science is, is a ever evolving field of study, but there are a lot of like staple fundamental concepts that have not changed to our mm-hmm. knowledge and probably never will. 
Um, so I would say like if you've seen something, you know, on Instagram a lot, but it's not like one of the real tried and true sort of old school ways of doing something, um, you might want to be very hesitant about um, working with a trainer who's doing things like that. Um, mm -hmm. Off the top of my head, standing on BOSU balls while you're doing <laughs> compound movements. Um, not only is that extremely dangerous, um, the logic behind it is super flawed. Like if you have a hard time balancing on stable ground, it, <laughs> it's like saying, um, it, like before, I'm, before I learn to walk, I'm going to sprint. Like yeah. that's really kind of the mindset and you would never do that. So why would you put weight over your head on an unstable surface when you can't even do a good squat on solid ground? I cannot imagine somebody looking at me and who I am and saying, I'm going to have you squat with weight over your head, spot standing on this like half circle ball and you will get better. Like I would, I would just be like, I'm going to call the ER ahead of time. Yep. So they just like can expect us. Well, and it's one of those things where, um, so kind of a side point, um, just because something's hard does not mean it's effective. Right. Um, so yeah, standing on, you know, balancing on a ball with a hundred pounds over your head is objectively difficult and <laughs> yeah. it will probably make you sweat because your body is going to be like, what the F is going it's on right panicking. now? Panicking. Yeah. Yes. So just because your fight or flight instinct has <laughs> yeah. turned on doesn't mean your body is actually getting anything out of it. And in a lot of right. cases, that sort of like adrenaline response is actually really, really bad for your central yeah. nervous system. You will never adapt and um, you will just never really see any progress. I mean, um, we could stimulate the same thing if I just like faked carjacking you. Yeah, I could just like shoot you in the foot with a gun. <laughs> Be like, that's hard, isn't yeah. it? Um, yeah, it's like... There's a there's one trainer in particular at my gym who does all these movements that are, you know, I would say they're hard because I would never do them and I would never try them because of that. Um, but all of his clients, I've been going there for almost a year. All of his clients look the same as they did when they started. Mm -hmm. um, and it's probably because what he's doing is not effective. Yeah. So just just keep an eye out for that kind of thing. Like I'm not I'm not one to say that, you know, new and exciting ways of training are completely off the table. Like there's mm -hmm. a lot of things that I do now that like four years ago, I was like, oh, that's just bro science or whatever. Yeah. But it's because I dug into the research and I learned more about it. And like I use those sorts of things like um, like tempo training and like uh, blood flow resistance or restriction bands and stuff that like it seems ridiculous to see someone do it. Mm -hmm. Um. I use those very sparingly. Like if I have a plateau or I just like need something new um, for like three days, I'll do something yeah. like that. But it never takes the place of my bread and butter, like um, squat, bench, deadlift kind of yeah. kind of things. Um, the other thing in terms of trends is has to do with diet. Um, personal trainers, you know, their job isn't really to be a nutritionist. Mm -hmm. um, but they should at least understand like the core concepts of nutrition as it relates to your body goals. Um, so there's a lot of like, you know, there's always a lot of fad diets and trendy diet, you know, things to do. Um, if they try to tell you things like um, you can eat whatever you want and still lose weight, like there is actually technically truth to that um, in the way of like I could eat nothing but Snicker bars all day every day, mm. not all day, but I could eat Snickers for every meal and lose weight. That's true. 
but it has to do with the volume at which you're eating those. And then also, um, you're not getting quality fuel sources out of that. So, um, those are just like trying to do, I guess I'm just ranting now, but the overarching (laughs) principle to this point is like, if it seems like they're doing things just because they're sexy or just because it'll get clicks online Mm -hmm. or they can put it on Instagram, it's because that's all they're after. Like there is no real substance to that sort of training. Um, At the end of the day, like no matter what your fitness goals are, it's a grind. Like it's hard work and it's never going to be like super like Instagram worthy. Yeah. Um, It's not going to be super fun all the time either. So you kind of need to get that out of your head and doing like the super trendy crap um that all the fitspos on instagram are doing yeah it's not gonna cut that's kind of something that like i personally have uh like a grudge against is these like instagram influencers turned trainers just because they have a good bod because they probably worked out in a gym with a trainer and now they have like a hundred thousand followers and now they're like "Mm, i could like sell a like four to six week program and i just saw a post from uh, this girl who used to coach at the gym I was at and she was by far the best coach there. And I've told her that before because she constantly learning. She's smart. She's, uh, what's the word when you are <laughs> deliberate with your time with somebody intentional, intentional. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she, so she posted it and it, that there's actually an issue on Instagram now that like knowledgeable, good trainers aren't getting the exposure and like, I don't want to say like likes and engagement, but that's essentially it. They're not getting Mm -hmm. the engagement on Instagram because they're not willing to like pose in like a sports bra and thong. And it's like, right. This like branding that these like fake trainers are doing and they're spewing garbage trends and, movements and a lot of instagram trainers will do that they'll post like this wildly absurd movement or and they won't have any direction with it they won't have like rep scheme or weight recommendations or anything but then these like good trainers who actually are knowledgeable and have done research and are continuing to learn like aren't even getting like their accounts aren't even getting shown just because of like that thing um, and I think that it really does ruin like personal training for those good trainers, even in the gyms, like, right. Cause you're looking for like someone that like maybe looked like the Instagram person or you mm-hmm. find them like, I don't know, like, cause I'm just at the Y and none of the Y <laughs> trainers look like Instagram models, no offense, right. but like, you know, you find them on Instagram and they're like, I coach at this gym and that's why you're going. Right. It's not like you went to the gym and you did your research and found this like good coach. Right. A lot of those people also like if they train at a, they train, they are a trainer at a gym. Um, a lot of times like those gyms, they don't charge those people a membership, but then mm-hmm. the, the people that they bring in as their clients have to pay a membership and then also pay the trainer. So yeah. a lot of times you won't even see those people working out at the gym that they train people at. Because yeah. they're actually paying a membership somewhere else that's like way doper or whatever, you know, or where they, a trainer where they that won't see their with. clients. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. like there's this whole kind of like behind the scenes. Um, that would be a whole nother episode kind of thing to get into. But yeah, I think you should be really careful about 
um, a lot of the things that you see that are really trendy. Yeah, um, it's all a conspiracy. <laughs> it is. It um, is. <laughs> another thing that I wanted to say is I always I see a lot of women doing um, like s- squats. They they're doing like a lunge into a bicep curl, like in the same movement. Oh, and I just okay, want to say, yeah. um, if you're doing that, please stop. And if your trainer is telling you to do that, get a new one because it it's stupid. Like, the, <laughs> I so can, many people like click off this episode. I don't. Like, I don't mm, care. I like, they need to hear it because <laughs> the amount of weight that you would need to actually improve your squat is like far superior to what you can bicep curl. And like meeting yeah. in the middle um, is either overloading your biceps and completely underloading your legs, or vice versa. Like, y- yeah. you really should train those two things isolated from each other. Yeah. Like. That doesn't mean you can't superset them. No, no, not at all. But it goes it goes back to what I said of like, just because something's hard doesn't make it effective. Like if you're doing that 5,000 times, yeah, you're going to get tired, (laughs) but you're not going to get anything out of it. So like do a quality set of lunges with a challenging weight and then turn around, like you said, superset with a quality set of bicep curls Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. Don't just like take, oh, I'm going to do a squat into like, I'm going to like those cable squats and then they stand up and do like an upright row oh, like a back row just yeah. stop just stop doing it do those <laughs> do, do them do supersets stop <laughs> hybridizing movements i can't stand it it's terrible it's stupid <laughs> all right the next thing um if a personal trainer never stops talking to you while you're trying to work um mm-hmm. they are constantly distracted you know goofing around with other trainers in the gym or um, on their phone, Instagramming, mm-hmm. you know, maintaining their profile while they're working with you. It's time to get a new one because they don't care. They're just cashing a check. Yes. Um, we don't really have to like go into too much detail on this one. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, but I see this a lot at my gym. Like there's been multiple times where I've seen trainers taking pictures of themselves in the mirror while they're working with a client, oh like while the client gosh. is doing um, BOSU ball, jumping jacks or whatever that the, the the heck they're doing um it's stupid um so yeah that's a that's a major red flag i figured i'd throw an obvious one in there which is crazy because you're paying them mm-hmm. like you're paying their or yeah you're paying their bills mm-hmm. and they have the audacity to sit and like scroll through instagram and when you ask a question they're just like mm-hmm. it's an ego thing like yeah. for some reason personal trainers okay i'm not bagging on all personal trainers but no. the ones that fall into this camp specifically, they think that because you're paying them to be there, that they're like God. Like, yeah. that doesn't mean that they can do no wrong. But for some yeah. reason, you know, the whole like being in the gym thing has this sort of air of egotism anyway. Um, yeah. But a lot of like the the douche bro trainers are just yeah. like, they've got this ego about them. Just like avoid that. It's toxic. Oh, girls do too. Like, Girls are, yeah, and like, I don't know, I have my opinions on some of the coaches I've worked with where they are just there to get the free gym membership or the Mm -hmm. free access to the gym, Mm -hmm. but for that to happen, they have to coach a class or coach X amount of classes. They they don't show any movements. They don't warm you up. They don't, I remember one time I brought a new person. They didn't even introduce themselves. To this person, they should have worked one-on-one with that person Mm -hmm. for the majority of the class, like, you know, Mm -hmm. dress the whole class, and then you're with that one person. 
but they sit on their phones or they're doing their own programming off to the side. They're not even doing like what they're having you do Yeah. or they're eating or they're just like not even like they don't care. They're just like goofing around with other people. Yeah. And it's just like, it's such a bad look for like all parties involved. It's a bad look on the coach. It's a bad look on the gym. It's a bad look on the owner. Uh, if you're an owner of a gym, just please stop hiring these people or fire them because it's just like driving people out of gyms. Well, yeah. And I think, I think it is like, especially at locally owned gyms, it's a mistake that gym owners make to like say, mm-hmm. Hey, you don't have to pay a membership here as long as you're bringing in clients that are making mm-hmm. up for that. Like it's not quality marketing because those Mm-mm. people don't care. They don't care yeah. about being there. What you should be doing, they should still pay their membership and you pay them. Yes. Like a referral, like, you know, I, I don't know this whole, like, it's like multi-level marketing really when, <laughs> yeah. when it comes down to it, it's like, you can come here for free as long as you have th- like a maintained three, three clients. clients that yeah. are, you know, th- making up for your membership and then some like, it's stupid. Yeah. Um, uh, I forgot what we were even talking. Yeah. Okay. So if they're distracted, you know, yeah. And it seems like they're just there, um, to get the free membership, get a new trainer. They suck. Yes. Um, yeah. The next one, if the, uh, my brain just turned off, <laughs> <laughs> the next thing to look out for is a yes man. Um, a good coach should not be someone who is constantly telling you that everything you're doing is perfect. You're doing great. You're doing awesome. Keep going. Yeah. That's a yes man. Kick them to the curb. They suck. Um, <laughs> the reason for this is like literally, especially if you're a noob in the gym, nothing you're going to be doing is perfect ever right so they should right. constantly be correcting you on your form like it's it's perfectly fine to be like hey you that was really good that looked better this time around here's some other things that um, you should be working on um, if they're not correcting your form um, that means they're being complacent and if they're getting complacent then so will you and you won't accomplish your goals um, so I'm I'm a firm believer in like a quality teacher not being someone that's just there to like blow hot air up your butt Mm -hmm. the whole time Mm -hmm. and make you feel like you're on top of the world. I think there's a middle ground between encouragement and also being, you know, doing your job and being a teacher and instructor. Um, Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Cause you would never like, like I go back to like, if you're just like doing your job or you're at school and your teacher never corrects you or your boss never corrects you. And you just kind of like, I guess there are people like that, that they never get told no. And then yeah. they get to become trainers that suck. Like right. <laughs> you want someone that's going to correct your form or you want someone that's going to push you and like continually make you better. First off, they're helping you not get hurt like long-term down the right. road. And second off, if you have good form from the beginning or they're continually correcting you, like you're going to be able to move more weight or you're going to be able to run further or faster, whatever your goal is. Like right. I remember when I was learning to snatch I like, you know, my coach would tell me like, okay, you're going to adjust this. And I would like get that. And I would feel like in a groove and he's like, okay, now you have to adjust this. And I remember feeling so frustrated because mm-hmm. I feel like I was starting from the beginning, but like, then you move smoother. Like you right. just have to trust that if they're correcting you correctly, because right. Jake did send me a video of a coach teaching someone to snatch and I almost drove there just to punch her in the face because it was <laughs> it was textbook what like, not to do what not it was to like do opposite like day yeah literally when people are like don't do this when you snatch she was showing them this is what to do to snatch right. and I could not believe it like yep. I couldn't 
I was I thought it was a joke. Yeah, it it seemed like a gym fails <sighs> thing. Um, but yeah, like if someone is no matter what you're doing, saying you're doing great, you're like you're not gonna make any progress. You know, um, if you're really serious about progressing and hitting your goals, you need someone who's gonna push you, and you need someone who's gonna tell you when like they know, hey, you could put some more effort in. Like, stop slacking mm-hmm. off. Do this right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You just you just need that. That's what you're paying them for. Like if you just need a hype man, you can get a friend to go to the gym with you and it's way cheaper. Yeah. Like if you're paying $60 an hour or whatever the going rate for a personal trainer is, um, they really should be, you know, offering you more than just moral support in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, the next thing to watch out for, major red flag. Someone says you, in all caps, need um, <laughs> a certain supplement or a certain like brand of something or, you know, Mm-hmm. fill in the blank to be successful um, and they just so conveniently have a discount code for you to use um, 10% off in my bio that is a major red flag um, I think that there's a lot of value in certain supplements and I think there's a lot of value you know um, you and I both um, use discount codes like for Beam or for, oh, for um, sure. other supplements that we take I don't think people directly profiting off of me using their discount code is an inherently bad thing no. What I think is bad is you're paying a personal trainer. Sure. You're paying to go to the gym. Yeah. Okay. But then on top of that, they're peddling products to you. Um, yeah. And they're always like those stupid, like thermogenic, like weight loss pill. Like you need yeah. this to be successful kind of crap. And then they always say that like protein powder and creatine doesn't work. When in real reality, those are like the two only useful supplements in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. I could do a whole nother episode on like supplement peddling, but Ooh, um, let us know if you want us to deep dive into like <laughs> into yeah. that like or into, world. Any, I, into any of these topics more specifically. Yeah. But yeah, the supplement peddling thing is is pretty disgusting. Um, but yeah, I'll get into that another day, on another day. Side anyway. note: Did you see that Australia is trying to ban all supplements like protein powder, creatine, like? BCAAs, everything. They're trying to put like a huge ban on it. Mm, I don't think that'll work. I didn't see that though. Yeah. Well, that's something that just hit the news because uh, Cara Saunders, a CrossFit Games athlete, was saying like this can't happen because we essentially, you know, she's a professional athlete, essentially need some mm-hmm. of these things to perform the way we do. And that it's sometimes false. Like sometimes, like you said, protein, Especially in, I feel like in today's society, nobody's getting the correct amount of protein that they need. No. And like the the whole point of a supplement is to supplement the things that you're missing in your regular diet. So yeah, if you're a high performance athlete, like there's no way you can eat, eat enough of the right things. You know, it's just, it's impossible. So you're going to need a multivitamin. You're going to (laughs) need, you know, you're probably going to need a protein powder. You're going to need a creatine powder or something like there's some things that you will probably need at a high high performance level. But yeah. if you're just trying to lose five or ten pounds, you don't need to spend two hundred dollars on thermogenic pills or yeah. you know, on keto shakes or whatever. Like you don't need to mm-hmm. do it. There's so many times that I've been I've gone into uh GNC, which I even hate the fact that I admit to going to GNC <laughs> because it's such a it's such a bro, it's like a breeding ground for douchebag bros. But um <laughs> You know, it's just convenient. It's right by my house. So I go there. Um, Every time I go in there, there's like some kid who's, you know, standing in front of this line of all of the things he doesn't need Mm -hmm. with like his life savings, like all of the lawns that he mowed this summer. He's going to go blow it at GNC. 
and like the idiot who works there is just like selling him up the river on stuff he doesn't need just because, you know, he's making a commission. It's disgusting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Women always go in there. It's not just women, but usually women go in there and like they fall for the, you'll lose 10 pounds if you just take these pills or whatever. Oh yeah. Like you got to get your diet in check. Like no matter what, that's like, that's the one thing that most people try to skip in that if a trainer tries to tell you that like a good diet is like second chair to taking supplements, like you should punch them right in the face because mm -hmm. that's not correct at all. Eat what you want and take these supplements and you'll still yeah. like lose all this weight. Like, yeah, I'm getting, what do you think people did before supplements? They died like, <laughs> apparently according to them. <laughs> like, I just like, I feel like supplements are relatively new. But I also just want to point out like mm, like supplements and stuff like that isn't like FDA regulated. Like the majority no. of it is not. They don't have to put on the label what's in it. And yeah. that's why you see a lot of athletes get like pop for steroids and they'll be like, I'm just taking my this. And they're like, did you get a third party tested? And they're like, no. Yeah. It's like, yeah, because it's spiked with yeah. like, you and for like a normal careful. person. Like I'm not getting drug tested and like a little bit of it, it's not really going to affect me much. But like, yeah, you guys don't know what's in that stuff. And if you have someone that you're paying to be your trainer, you don't know them well and they're just trying to make their commission and cash their check. Like they don't care what yeah. you're putting in your body either. Right. So you just like, you just need to check those things. Just don't trust them off the bat. If they're like, or if they're always making comments like, oh, well, you know, your squat would be better if you were using the supplement. Right. It's like, no, it wouldn't. It's like maybe okay. marginally, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Like maybe I should just squat more, <laughs> more often. Maybe I should sleep more the night before. Yeah. Maybe I should stop going on benders on Tuesday nights before I go to the gym. <laughs> yeah. Um, another, th another thing I'll add to this just because we've been bashing on Instagram a lot today is. It's fine. Um, just because you see like collagen powder and like super green mixtures on Instagram mm -hmm. and your favorite like hot girl on Instagram is drinking them every day, <laughs> it doesn't mean it's, that doesn't mean it's a thing. It doesn't mean yeah. it's real. Collagen is a real thing. Well, yeah, it's a real thing and it has yeah. merit, but it's not going to solve all your problems. Oh no. Like I take collagen and I mostly take it for like, because of my heart condition, my body has a hard time retaining specific vitamins. Collagen has those vitamins that I need. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking collagen because I'm like, I need to lose 20 pounds and like collagen's going to help me do mm -hmm. that. It's like, no, I put collagen in my coffee because it has vitamins in it and I need protein in the morning and that's a good way to get right. some protein. Right. Like I'm not like thinking like collagen's going to like solve my life problems, even though people think it will. Yeah. It won't. I listened to a trainer the other day tell his client, um, his client like gave him a list of supplements that he's taking. And I, you know, I didn't personally read the list, but um, the trainer said, uh, I mean, I like everything on here except for, I don't ever tell anyone to ever take creatine ever. And um, there's like this weird, this weird idea that creatine is going to like make your kidneys explode or something. But um, creatine is the most well-researched supplement like to date. Mm -hmm. And there's so much data on it now that, um, you know, it's not killing people like they think it is. Um, it's actually really good for, for your muscles. And it's also the only supplement that's like affordable, which I think is yeah. hilarious because it's like the one that does the most for you. And it's also the cheapest like per gram. Yeah. Um, 
But he was like, I don't tell anyone to take creatine, but you should be taking, you know, like collagen peptides and like all these other things that like no one ever needs. And I think, like you said, if there's a specific case, like, you know, you need to supplement your diet with this supplement because you're missing that thing. Like, you know, I take a multivitamin because I know I don't eat enough vegetables. Most people don't, you know, like it's, you, you need to understand yourself that that much but if some if they're trying to prescribe you supplements um steer clear of that red flag yeah um the last major point that i have um is if you see a trainer doing all of the exact same workouts with all of their clients like if you go in on an off day to like get a few extra steps on the stairmaster or whatever it is that you're trying to do mm-hmm. um and you see your trainer in there and it's a cut and paste of what they had you doing um, that's usually a pretty big red flag. Um, and not a lot of people have visibility to that. Um, it's not often that you see your trainer in the gym and you're not the one they're training. Um, yeah. But like I said, if you go in for some extra time and you see them there and they're doing the same thing that they normally do with you, um, yeah, that, that's a bad sign. Because the whole yeah. idea of a personal trainer is that they're catering their knowledge to like your specific goals. Um, yeah. There are some caveats to this, like, if all of their clients have the same goal of just losing weight and they all have very similar like preferences to you and, and you know, a lot of things line up, then fine. But I think it would be worth um, asking them, you know, why am I doing the exact same thing they're doing? And they should yeah. be able to give you a reasonable answer. If they say, you just need to trust me, um, like I said before, or um, they give you some like roundabout answer, it's because they don't actually know anything else. <laughs> yeah. um, they don't know, you know, the the uh, Google machine didn't spit out a second option for them that day. So um, get <laughs> yeah. it probably look somewhere else for the, for that. And I think something worth noting too is like, if this goal is important to you, like don't just go to the cheapest like planet fitness trainer right. and like, like do like maybe ask around if you know some people that have done trainers or whatever, or if you do find one on Instagram, like there's no shame in that. Like there are good coaches that use Instagram for marketing. It's a real thing, Mm -hmm. but like put your money there because they're going to, they have that knowledge that you're looking for. And usually the ones that are, you know, worth their time are probably going to be a little bit more expensive. Right. Doesn't mean all of them are, but like yeah, and I think be willing to spend that money. There are some scam artists out there that are expensive yes. for no reason. So like yes. you you have to understand um what you're looking for. And hopefully yeah. like listening to some of these like incoherent ramblings of mine have helped you sort of <laughs> get some direction of what what things you should look for and what things you should avoid, but yeah, like I've seen I follow a lot of really solid trainers on Instagram and I get a lot of mm-hmm. good info from them. Um, and I have some friends who have gotten like bought, like I've bought programs from trainers online. Um, I used to do, um, I used to do some programming about a year ago that was like 50 bucks a month and, but it was great programming, but I was like, you know, between that and my $50 a month gym membership, it was a Mm -hmm. little much, but, um, yeah, I think there is like a lot to be said about investing in yourself. And I think if it's within your means and like you said, if you're really, really serious about the goal, um, you should be, you know, okay with with putting some money into it and making it happen. Yeah. Because um, if you're in it for like, you know, $10 a month, I understand for some people that's a lot of money. Sure. Yeah. But I think for a lot of people, a lot of people can spare $10 a month or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
if you're in it for only $10 a month, you're probably not going to give it your all. If you know you're investing like a significant amount of money into something, I think your chances of sticking with it and making sure it's a priority of your day, a priority of your month, your week, whatever, um, are a lot higher. So Yeah. And I feel, I mean, if you guys are in the Lincoln area and you're looking for a personal trainer, I know a few that I, I know, I trust, they're well-researched and I would love to give you their recommendations. So like it can always start there too. Yeah. A lot of places offer free trials now. Mm-hmm. So you can always do, I mean, I think a lot of trainers do like you get a first, you know, one trial with me free or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. But like. I feel like you're going to kind of know instantly like, Mm -hmm. okay, this guy is just like not that great or this Mm -hmm. gal is not that great. Like, yeah. And I would just say, just start there. Like just start with that or just go to the Y. That's where you're going. They have good trainers there. I'm not trying to like rag on them. I just see the ones that are bad. And some of the, some of the, some of the good trainers are the ones that are at places like that. And they're just kind of getting started. They're cutting their teeth, but they're very knowledgeable. Um, so it, I, th- I don't think the venue is necessarily a disqualifying factor. No. Um, especially, like I said, if they're getting started or whatever. But um, you just, like I said, you need to know what you need. You need to know what you want and then mm-hmm. go from there and understand mm-hmm. that it's not going to be a one-stop shop. You're probably going to have to mm-hmm. shop around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, your goals might change, which would then, you know, if you tell your trainer, hey, I want to do this instead, then they tell you, nope, that's stupid. We're going to keep doing this. Um, you know, that might be a good sign to move on to find someone new also. So, um, my parting words of wisdom here are, um, personal trainers are a great resource in my opinion, but they do not alleviate the burden of understanding from your shoulders. Um, Mm -hmm. you're still responsible for doing your own research and learning the fundamentals. Um, if you don't do that yourself, your chances of being able to spot the BS in the gym are going to be much lower. Um, and having some sort of understanding allows you to ask more informed questions. Um, Mm -hmm. so you're kind of circumventing the whole, like they have to rethink everything to explain it to you. Mm -hmm. If you have some basal understanding, um, those, those conversations will be a lot more effective, um, in the moment thing. So you still have to do your research. You don't get out of doing any of that just because you're paying someone a hundred dollars a month to um, tell you to take collagen. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think collagen is terrible. I just know it's like one of the most popular examples of Instagram supplements right now. Yeah. So. And not all collagen is created equally. That is true. Not all supplements are. Yeah. Total side note, not all protein powders are created equally. Yes. Um, If you want to do a quick check, if you take the serving size divided by the amount of protein per serving, um, that ratio will tell you like how much filler is in there. And if it's like, oh. if it's like, yeah, so like if it's just to make the math easy, if it's like a 50 gram serving, um, but 25 grams of protein per serving, half of that mm-hmm. is not protein, right? Yeah. And it could be carbs or fat or whatever, and you'd probably don't want that. So yeah. um, I usually shoot for like low 80% of yeah. uh, protein per serving. Interesting. So, yeah. I learned something new. Yeah. Yeah. Math, man. Cool. It'll cool, never, cool, never cool. lead you wrong. <laughs> Um, so every week, Jake and I do a go-to. Um, so Jake, what was your go-to this week? Um, my go-to this week is pretty lame, um, but it's just water. Oh. Um, good old earth juice. Um, <laughs> the reason that I say this is because um, the past like week, week or two weeks, I have not done a great job of taking care of my body. 
in the mm-hmm. way of like, I've been super busy. I've been on the road a lot in the last couple mm-hmm. weeks. Um, my sleep has not been great. My diet has not been great. And also, um, I found out that if you just drink whiskey every night, um, you don't really <laughs> get hydrated like you normally would. It's weird. Yeah. Um, so the last few days I've just like been really focusing on drinking a lot of water. Um, I skipped the coffee yesterday even cause I didn't want to um, dehydrate myself in the morning and just drink a bunch of water, um, mm-hmm. to try to, uh, recover a little bit. Um, I was feeling really sick yesterday and just bombed a bunch of water before I went to bed and I'm feeling great today. So. Ooh, there it is. Um, just stay hydrated, man. Go to is water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? So after we just like ragged on a bunch of supplements <laughs> and like byproducts. Hey, if you stuff. know their place and you know where they fit in, they're great. Yes. They won't, they won't make your dreams come true. So my go-to is Beam again. Um, so my the first episode we did, my go-to was Beam uh, the... The tinctures. Like, yeah, I can't. I don't know how to say it, but you know, it's just like their CBD oil that you take. Like you can put it in your coffee mm-hmm. or in your water, or you can just like drop it in your mouth. Mm-hmm. And normally, I take CBD, just like a little droplet under my tongue right before I go to bed. Um, I saw they had CBD solve, so it's kind of like it's not like a lotion, but it's like it's uh, like a cream kind of. It yeah, it's kind of like a a icy hot texture type thing mm. like you know it's just like a it's not like an ointment but it's like that kind of texture yeah it's like um, a cream yeah kind <laughs> of <laughs> sure um it's not grainy or anything like that and i was like looking into it because i was i was kind of hesitant not hesitant but i was like skeptical about how well cbd oil worked in general mm-hmm. um, as one should be as one should be because not all cbd oils created the same either nope. Not at all. Like, don't buy it from your neighbor. <laughs> also, if it's really cheap, it's because it's really cheap. Probably, yeah. Um, so I had been using it. I needed a refill, and, like, my sleep had been so good on it. So I was like, I at least trust this brand's mm-hmm. stuff. Like, I'm recovering well. My joints don't hurt. So I have really achy joints from training, um, especially as we get into cold season. Mm-hmm. My elbows and knees hurt so bad that I wasn't able to sleep anymore. So I got this solve and I was putting it on in the morning and in the evening. And um, like in the evening, I'd put it on after my shower. Mm -hmm. So my muscles are already nice and relaxed. And it significantly improved my elbows. Like my elbows were to the point that I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. And I did just like three days of it. And doing you know twice a day for three days and it like significantly reduced the swelling it significantly reduced the pain and now I just put it on in the evening put it on after like a long training session put it on on my neck and my uh traps when they're achy from swimming my shoulders and it's crazy like and a little goes a long way it's not like I'm like lathering my body with it even though like I should apply it to my whole life because I feel like (laughs) beam would solve my whole life right now yeah Maybe it will make it's, your dreams come true. What do I know? Yeah, maybe. I have been having some wild dreams <laughs> from it. Yeah. But it is, it's just so good. It, I I don't get a commission if you buy it. I don't have a discount code. So like, so you I'm can plugging tr- this. You can trust us. You can trust us because I'm not making any money off of yeah. it. And yeah, they're, they're a great product. They're a smaller company and... Um, I think they even just came out with some new products. So um, interested to try those. They have like CBD, like 
protein bars or something. Mm. And you should know, like people have asked me like how CBD works. It For me, it makes me sleepy. Mm-hmm. For my mom, it helps her focus. Mm-hmm. If I took it in the morning, I would, I would sleep all day. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of have to like give yourself a little trial period, maybe start on the weekend mm-hmm. so you can know. Um, you know, but, or if I'm like having a really bad anxiety day, I'll just take a little bit and it just kind of like calms your nerves or ladies during that time of the month, mm. it really does calm that PMS. So it just takes the edge off a little bit. So you don't have to just eat a bunch of chocolate. Hey, and that, that is helpful for all of us. Anytime yeah, you can so, take the edge off. That's great. Yeah. So yeah, if you have achy joints, um, if you're like on your feet a lot and you're like hips and knees hurt. It's just a great alternative to taking like ibuprofen, which is mm. going to rip your stomach up. Or mm-hmm. I get really bad migraines rather than taking a lot of Excedrin, which my doctor told me will give me an ulcer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, something yeah. about putting chemicals in your body and it's not super great for you, I've heard. Yeah. And yeah, the uh, the solve is like cocoa butter and like coconut oil. So it's like all natural. Yeah. It's awesome. Right and on. it smells great. Smells great. Great. So, yeah. Well, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of Relatively Relatable. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and write a review of our show if you haven't already. And to stay connected with us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Blank Slate LNK. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.